So we are not really in a sermon series like we would normally do. Uh, Right now, for this first month of me being with you guys, uh, I just wanted to talk about what uh, sanctuary is all about, what kind of culture we want to create as a community. And a couple of weeks ago, if you're here, we talked about this idea that we live in one of the most isolated and lonely places in the world. And we want this community, we want this culture to be a place where people come and they feel welcome and they feel like this can be a place that they can belong and they can finally find their community. So that's the first thing. Today we want to talk about this idea of uh, how do we want to uh, interact with each other? How do we want this community to interact? And we're going to talk about this idea. We want to be immersed with humility and authenticity. That's what we want this culture to look like. Now, uh, I was a little bit of an athlete in high school, not much of one, uh, but I played baseball in high school. And I actually brought some pictures to show proof of that. And I noticed you guys like, uh, it really is a hit when I show old pictures that make me look stupid. So here we go. Let's keep it going. Okay. So this is a, a picture. Yeah, I know. So there's like three tiers of these pictures. This is the first one. This is the kid that you just want to give a hug to right? Uh, He's just excited to be there wearing those high socks, really bad batting stance, really choking up high on that bat, but man, you just want to give him a hug. So uh, that was one scene. The next one, this is, uh, this is, yeah, yeah, thanks. This is awkward. These are the awkward years, right? We all have awkward years. It's like sixth to eighth grade-ish. It doesn't matter how much acne medicine you use, it doesn't matter how many times you spin in the mirror, like working on your smile. It's just not going to work. So we need to pray prayers for our junior high kids because they need help. <laughs> it's hard. Okay, now the last one. This is my favorite one, the one I want to focus on tonight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I call this season tough guy season. Uh, just look at my face. I'm so tough. You can tell. And in the ironic things, I'm wearing tight-fitting pants and a purple baseball uniform. Real tough guy. Uh, the thing about growing up in a really small town, which I've told you guys about, uh, is you, your ego gets built up a little bit because the competition is so small. Like academics and athletics, you just don't have a lot of competition. So in baseball, I was pretty good for a small-town baseball player. I uh, went off to this statewide uh, baseball uh, tryouts for the statewide team playing the Nationals. And when I got there, within the first minute, I wonder if you've ever had this situation happen. In the first minute, I was like, oh, I'm out of my league. <laughs> I do not belong here. These are like real tough guys and real athletes. Uh, so I could just immediately feel, oh, boy, this is going to be bad. We got to this point where we had like a hitting uh, exhibition. Everybody would hit against this pitching machine, and the whole group would watch. And it got to be my turn. And I started walking up to the mound, and then it hit me. I was like, I've seen movies before. I know how this works. This small-town guy, the underdog, (laughs) gets in front of everybody, and he just blows them away. Their jaws drop, and they're like, oh, well. And it's a great story. So I was like, okay, maybe this isn't all that bad. I get to, you know, I get to uh, the, the, what do you call it? The plate? Um, it's, been a, it's, it's been a while. And what, what happened next was the most embarrassing, humiliating five minutes of my life. Uh, 
for five minutes straight, I did not hit one ball. <laughs> they just kept going by. I couldn't hit it. At one point, I just stopped swinging. And I'm like, is someone just going to stop this madness and kick me off at some point? In that moment, uh, I was, it was very uh, confirming to me. I am out of my league. I do not belong here. And it didn't matter how many like, tough guy faces that I put on. I knew on the inside uh, that I was a failure and that I uh, didn't add up. And I remember those years. I remember the, the upper high school years where I did try to put on this face of toughness and that I had it all together. Uh, but I remember the inside. That was not the reality. I had a lot of insecurities, a lot of fears, a lot of anxieties. But on the outside, I wanted to present myself like I had it all together. And tonight, I wonder if you do the same thing or if you've done it in the past. You present yourself on the outside one way, but on the inside, it's a completely different reality. See, we, we like to make it look like we have it all together to everybody else, but on the inside, we are crippled with anxiety. Some of us are deep in depression. Some of us are tangled in a web of addiction. Some of us get angry at the smallest things. We want to present ourselves, though, on the outside like we have it all together. And it totally makes sense because we live in a performance-based world, right? This world, it's made for winners. This world is made for people that wake up at 5 a.m. and after a session of yoga and meditation, they drink a keto shake they put on their Lululemon pants that they look great in, they get on their Tesla, and they go to the startup that they created in their 20s, right? <laughs> this world is made for people that excel in every course at Stanford, and uh, in their downtime, they start a nonprofit for the monkeys in Sri Lanka, right? <laughs> I know that's not a thing, right? That can't be a thing. Uh, this world is for people that use power and coercion to climb their way to the top of politics and leadership. This world is for winners. Performance after performance after performance. And every performance, we're trying to climb higher on the social ladder. And if we're not careful tonight, what I want to talk about, if we're not careful, the church and this community can be just like our culture. We can perform we can make it seem like we have it all together when in the reality that's not the truth. If we're not careful, uh, we can look down on others because they don't have it all together like us. And so tonight, we want to look at one story that Jesus talked about and talk about this very concept. And this is going to be crucial to the culture we create in this community. Uh, so we're going to look at this story in Luke 18. So if you have your Bibles, you, we're going to have it on the screen as well. We're going to look at Luke 18, okay? Verse 9. And Jesus sets up the story uh, very simply. He sets it up like this. To some who are confident in their own righteousness and look down on everybody else, Jesus told this parable. So immediately we see we're talking about spiritual overachievers, those who had climbed up high, and now they're looking down on others. 
And I just love in this uh, parable, the imagery is so rich about climbing high and looking down that I brought a ladder on stage. I'm sure you've noticed. And I'm actually going to climb this ladder right now. Uh, I told my people that I wanted a higher ladder. Uh, and then I realized I don't have people, A. <laughs> And then, and then I got on this one, and I'm petrified up here right now. And if I do, I just want to tell you, if I do fall and I break an arm, you are all culpable for <laughs> allowing me to do this sermon illustration. Okay? So, let's jump in together, shall we? Actually, I need a tax collector. Uh, anybody? Uh, sure, I'll be Ta- everybody give it up for the tax collector. <laughs> Why don't you... Uh, just come down to the bottom ladder. Can you sit on that, that first rung there? First Please don't shake this ladder. <laughs> Perfect. I think this makes us safer. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for being the tax collector. All right. Here we go. Luke 18, verse 11. Jesus says this. Two men went up to the temple to pray. One, a Pharisee. That's going to be me. And the other, a tax collector. Down below. <laughs> a Pharisee stood by himself. And he prayed this, God, I thank you that I'm not like other people, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector down there. (laughs) I fast twice a week, and I give a tenth of all I get. So here's the first thing we need to know about Pharisees. Pharisees had achieved a lot. They had climbed these these rungs of the ladder. Uh, the people that would have been listening to this story uh, would have thought, oh, Jesus is uh, making the Pharisee the hero because they achieved so much stuff, spiritually speaking. And then we see that the Pharisee stood by himself. Why did he stand by himself? Pharisees, uh, in their devotion to God, uh, would distance themselves from people that were ceremonially unclean. So in his devotion to God... He had distanced himself uh, from other people, especially needy people. He couldn't even identify with others anymore. And then he says this, thank God I'm not like all these other people, right? He said that, Uh, especially this tax collector down here, no offense. (laughs) (laughs) And then the Pharisee said, I fast twice a week. And so here we know He is a true overachiever. The Hebrew laws uh, did not command or instruct to fast twice a week. This guy was going above and beyond. God must be impressed. I'm all the way up here. And then he says, I give a tenth, announcing his tithe to everyone. So people listening might have thought, man, that's something to aim to. Like, he's doing great things. He's achieved a lot. I can learn from this guy. Now we go to verse 13. And Jesus says this, but the tax collector uh, stood at a distance. So this is tax collector. And he's at a distance as well, but his distance is different because he stood at a distance because he didn't feel worthy to be in the temple. So he's down there, obviously. He would not even look up to heaven, but beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. So he can't even look up. He's so aware that he's not worthy to even look up at God. And he beats his breast, which was a way of uh, like showing mourning or disgrace. He was so aware of his sin and his brokenness. 
He even self-identifies as a sinner. And then Jesus throws it down in true Jesus fashion. In verse 14, I tell you that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For all those who exalt themselves, which is a great image again, exalt themselves, that's like lifting yourself up. Those who exalt themselves will be humbled. Those who humble themselves will be exalted. They'll be lifted up. This is the upside down kingdom of Jesus. This is the upside down way of Jesus. He always defies everybody's expectations. He tells them that the tax collector is the hero. Not the Pharisee, the tax collector. So before I get down from this ladder, because it's going to be really hard to get down, I'm going to get some stuff done up here. Uh, some qu- questions. Uh, who knew the Bible better? Pharisee, right? Who prayed more frequently? Pharisee, yeah. Uh, who had better theology and doctrine? Pharisee. Who had a better spiritual reputation? Who went to church or temple more often? Yeah, it's a good guess, but it's Pharisee. <laughs> uh, but, but then we came, uh, then we come to the real question that Jesus cares about. Who is more aware of their need for God? Yeah, tax collector. The tax collector is the hero because he recognized his own brokenness and his desperate need for God's help. The tax collector is the one who humbled himself. I love this quote by the boxer Mike Tyson. Uh, He says, if you don't humble yourself, life will visit humbleness upon you. (laughs) I always remember that. Uh, Humility and authenticity are going to be a core principle to this community. All right, let's give it up for our tax collector. I'm going to try to get down from here. Jeremy promised me he'd catch me if I fell down. But he's all the way back there, so this is not good. <laughs> so humility and authenticity are so vital for this community and for us as people in general because we know in reality nobody, nobody, even if you look like it, you have it all together, nobody has it all together on the inside. I love this, uh, this Stanford professor, Shirzad Shiman. I butchered that name, I'm positive. Uh, he's done a TED Talk before. He works with high-level CEOs. And one time, uh, he had 100 CEOs, the biggest businesses, and he had uh, them write down on a piece of paper, he had them write down a secret that they've never shared with anybody of how they feel inside. And there were tons of amazing answers, but I want to highlight four that uh, some of these CEOs wrote down. So let's put those up. First one is, I'm rarely at peace with myself. All right. I'm rare, or I'm feeling sad and lonely, and the antidepressants I'm on don't seem to be working. The next one, my air of confidence is false. And the last one, I often feel like a fraud. These... These are like the top-rung people in our world. These are CEOs who have accomplished so much. These are people that have the house we would always want. They have the cars. They have the vacations. They have the woodworking shop that I would want, just me personally. They have everything that we would want. But with all of this, all of this power 
all that they've achieved, they're still, still broken on the inside. It doesn't matter how much it looks like you have it together. This is the human condition. We are all broken on the inside. We are all train wrecks without God. So for us, for sanctuary, uh, the world is for winners. But the church in this community is for failures. <laughs> it's for people who are train wrecks without God. It's for the broken. It's for the weary. This is a place for imperfect people. We want to create a culture, a uh, place where there's no pretending, where there's no posing, and there's no projecting that we have it all together. There's no looking at others, looking down on them. I would never do something like that. We want our community to revolve around this phrase, God have mercy on me, a sinner. So uh, that's easier said than done, right? It's easy to say. It's hard to do. There's a few things. If you really want to do this, you have to be committed to. The first thing you have to do is you have to either find a life group or you have to find another person to share your insides with, right? You have to be committed to find somebody that you can share life and you can be real and authentic with. That's hard. Second thing is you have to be willing to get gut level honest with these people. And you have to trust them. You have to take that risk of sharing things that are hard to share. And then the third thing, this is for all of us, you have to get good at listening. We have to be a community of good listeners, not people that hear something and try to fix someone's issues, not hear something and try to judge the other person. We want to be good listeners, to hear someone's story and to relate to it and tell them, I don't have the answers, but I'm with you. That's what kind of community we want to create here. It's really hard. It's really hard. But the beautiful reality is this. Healing comes from being known. Healing comes from being known on the inside. Sickness comes when we stay hidden, when we keep it all bottled inside. So we want to be a, a culture, a community where healing happens and where we know each other on a true level. Jesus wants to build a community of people who are committed to being known and being free and being authentic. So ladders and hierarchies uh, have always existed. In the ancient world, at the top of the ladder uh, was like royalty, right? It was like kings. They had climbed all the way to the top. And Israel had always been at the bottom of the ladder. For years and years, they'd been conquered by nation after nation after nation. And the Israel prophets started prophesying. They, they said, one day there will be a Messiah, and this Messiah will save all the people. Many Israelites uh, assumed that the Messiah would be a conquering king, that he would come in with power, and he would take Israel from the bottom and raise them to the top. That's what they thought the Messiah would be. But Jesus, 
as usual, came uh, the opposite way. His upside-down kingdom. Jesus started at the top. The king of kings. Scripture says he sat at the right hand of his father in heaven. He was the king of kings. And Jesus, the exact opposite of all humans, climbed down to the bottom. Jesus said this at one point. He said, I came to serve, not to be served. The writer Paul says about him one time that Jesus humbled himself to death. And not just any death. There was one kind of death that was reserved for the lowest of the low, for the worst criminals, the most despicable in society. It was death by crucifixion, death on the cross. Jesus climbed down, humbled himself to death on the cross. For you, for me, for all humankind. I don't know about you, this is the kind of person I can spend my whole life following. This is the kind of power that I can get behind. This is the kind of leader that I can devote my entire life to. And this is the kind of community that I can be a part of. A community that follows by humbling themselves, by serving others, by being authentic and being real with what's actually going on. This is the kind of community we want to be. The misfits, the imperfect, the broken, the weary, the hopeless. We're all on the same plane here. We're all on the same rung. We're climbing down together. Let's pray. And actually, before we pray, I'd just love for you to evaluate yourself on this one question. How aware are you of your need for God? Just think about that for a little bit. How aware of you are you of your need for God? Have you gotten to the trap where you rely on yourself, your own strength, your own worth, your own achievements? Father, we, we want to be people that are aware of who you are and what you've done. God, in the deepest part of our souls, in the deepest part of our hearts, we know the reality that we are imperfect and broken and we don't have it all together and we can never have it all together. We need you to help us reach into that part and remind us that you are our hope. That our worth, our wealth, our everything comes through you and in you. So Father, would you show us uh, how to be real with others? Would you give us the courage uh, to, to tell people what's happening on the inside? Because we want healing. We want to be known in community. God, would you help us to be the kind of people that don't look down on those who don't have it together? 
remind us that we are all train wrecks without you. So Father, transform this community into that. God, remind us right now that you are with us, that you want to speak to us, you want to move in us. In your name we pray, amen.